Um, Derek asked me last night um, if I would share my testimony, and I sort of thought I actually haven't done that up here, at least not for a very long time. And um, and um, my mind went blank, actually. <laughs> but um, and I thought, well, what is it? What is a testimony? A testimony is is um, you know, you hear a testimony of two or three witnesses. Someone in a courtroom will give a testimony. Someone will give a, 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 an account of something that they've seen or something that they believe. Um, and so this morning, um, I want to base my testimony, if you like, on a Bible verse that's um, 1 Peter 1, verses 3 to 5. And it says, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his mercy... He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you. Who, through faith, that's you, through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that's ready to be revealed at the last time. Um, my life is I've actually always been a Christian for as long as that I've known my, my dad um, he, when I was about four years old I remember he, he came into his office and he, he, he sort of wanted to tell me a bit more about God and he taught me how to pray and, um, and I said yeah dad but how do you know that you're a Christian how do you know and he said well Bob, you just you believe you believe in God you believe in him you believe in Jesus. That's about as far as my four-year-old mind can remember. Um, and um, so I've actually always believed. I was an enthusiastic um, Christian, especially in primary school. Um, perhaps at times a little misguided. I can remember one day in the playground, went on a seesaw with this guy and and he, he, he he blasphemed, right? He said Jesus or Christ or something or other. And my response to that was was to put my hand into a fist and punch him bare in the mouth as hard as I could. It probably wasn't actually the best thing to do. And afterwards I thought, I just felt this, maybe there was something wrong about that. I couldn't quite figure it out at the time. I want to fast forward to um, when I was about... Um, 21, and I was not mixed in with a good crowd. I was um, living away from my mum and dad. I was um, in Toowoomba, actually, and um, I'll kind of shorten this right up. I'll say um, uh, I was a young single fella, but I actually got a girl pregnant, and I guess, um, in a way, this was my punch in the mouth, um, in a sense, and I, and I couldn't face, as a, as a Christian kid with Christian parents and expectations, I couldn't face that. And, um, and when it was proposed to me that we should terminate that, I agreed. And uh, I guess, um, you know, that, I say that in five seconds, but that, that spans out over quite a few weeks. You don't, you don't just do that in an instant. And how afterwards do you deal with that? How do you deal with being a hypocritical person? How do you deal with being a hypocritical Christian? Was I a Christian? And, um, and I knew that God forgives. 
and I know that you know somehow maybe if I could get my mind into a place that if I could rewind time and say I wouldn't do it again maybe that would work I know when I get in trouble with my dad when I was a kid I didn't have any trouble knowing that I wouldn't do it again you know like kind of really hurt especially the day when dad came home late we had guests coming over and, and he had to start the lawnmower and mow the lawn really quickly in a frenzy to tidy up the house and stuff, the yard. And, and so he pulls the lawnmower and it went for about two seconds. But what he didn't realise is during the day I'd filled the petrol tank with water for him. I got in a fair bit of trouble over that. I had no trouble knowing that I would never do that again. No trouble at all. But this was kind of different. It was really difficult to convince myself that if I had the time over in that moment, I wouldn't repeat it. Because it was premeditated. Could God actually really forgive that? So I just want to leave you with that for a second and fast forward a few years. I had met my wife, Sally, and we were married. And we were struggling for quite a few years to have have kids. And um, and so uh, we, you know, this thought would run through my mind, is this kind of... Punishment is this? What's going on? What's going on here? Um, is it possible to pray and ask God for something that you clearly desecrated in the past? Is that actually possible to do that? And so, as I worked through this problem, I came to realise that. Um, as Jody said just before, that the accomplished work of Jesus on the cross, the, what he did on the cross bearing my guilt and shame was a solid deal. It was enough. And it was a transactional deal that he paid my debt for me. It wasn't just Dad saying... It's okay, kid. You made me look like a real fool in front of all these people coming over and I can't mow the lawn. We won't worry about it. There was actually... The punishment was paid for me. And I had to trust him with that. And I suppose the thing that I want to bring across out of that is that his love for me is so great, he did it for me and you. So what does it mean for me to be a Christian? It means that I'm so forgiven and I'm so set free from all the guilt and shame of of not just that incident, but all the ways that I don't measure up to a perfect life. I'm so set free from that because I've been pardoned. I have no guilt. And... It's not just because God's a good bloke, but it's because he made that transaction on the cross for me. And I'm forgiven. And my relationship with my Father in heaven is restored. And I can live as a, as a farmer in peace. I can, I can have confidence. Um, and it's not at all because of any of my good deeds but it's all because of God's grace.